playing a bit of catch up here in Canada when it comes to Lyme disease research and treatment. On this podcast, we're heading to the only nonprofit lab in Canada dedicated to one thing, generating new knowledge about Lyme disease through scientific investigation. Rosanna Magnata is a force to be reckoned with. Her husband, Gabe Magnata, passed away after a lengthy and courageous battle with Lyme disease. The Magnatas were married for over 35 years and they founded and developed Ontario's third largest winery. Rosanna established the Gabe Magnata Foundation to lead scientific research in Lyme disease at the University of Guelph. Welcome to our podcast, Rosanna. Thank you very much. I first want to start off by just thanking you so much for your leadership and the courageous work that you're doing on behalf of people and families with Lyme disease. With all my heart. Thank you very much. Now, I know this is a really tough part of the story, but can you tell our listeners, how did, you, how did Lyme disease come into your life? Oh, it came into my life because a, my husband, Gabe, who is a, really an avid outdoorsman, enjoyed, you know, camping and hunting and fishing. And he spent a lot of his life actually enjoying the outdoors. Um, came back from um, a couple of uh, trips and he started to have very strange uh, symptoms. And um, he had balance issues and he ended up having eye problems. He had he even ended up getting short memory loss and um, uh, very strange. No one could figure out what he had. Um, he doesn't remember being bit by a tick, but yet, you know, he did go through a lot of brush. And so um, that could have could have happened and didn't notice whether or not a tick was uh, feeding on him. But in the end, he was tested for everything from, you know, Parkinson's to MS to Alzheimer's, ALS even. And uh, finally, finally, Gabe was tested for Lyme disease and the test kept on coming up negative here in Ontario. And we were still no closer to finding out what really was wrong with him. And then, you know, when I got to the bottom of it, I was horrified to find that, uh, find out that the Canadian test didn't work at all. And um, sadly, uh, Gabe didn't get, you know, even a positive test until we took, uh, took his blood and sent it outside of the country, like many Lyme patients end up doing today, and got tested in the U.S. And, you know, he was positive and we had lost so much time so much so lost so much precious time mm-hmm. that you know Gabe ended up paying the ultimate price mm-hmm. but it's no different than any of the other uh Lyme patients the stories are almost all the same there are some people that get more sick than others but they seem to have the same thread you know they have all these weird things going on they go to doctors they get bounced from one specialist to another in the end things don't Things things just don't get uncovered. And then you get to a point where the doctor ends up giving you antidepressants because he figures that you're just depressed and you just, you know, you just need something to make you feel better. And it is so insulting and so hurtful that, you know, we have to end up in that 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 spot in that place in the in the illness, because every one of us that have had Lyme disease. And I say I haven't had it, but I, I lived it with my mm-hmm. husband. So I, I felt it just the same way is that it's so hard on families because Absolutely. they don't know what to make of it either. When your doctor says, well, you have nothing wrong with you. Everything is, everything is negative, you know? So maybe you're just really depressed. 
And that is so hurtful. It's so hard for family members to witness the, their their loved ones struggling like that and not able to get those answers, right? Very much. It's, diff- it's so difficult for families. You have your loved one there suffering, and you know that they're, that they're not well. And you know them before it, and then you know them while they're suffering, mm-hmm. and you just know that, they're, that there's something wrong. And no matter what I told the doctors, my husband is an avid outdoorsman. I think he must have got bit by a tick, and I think he's got Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 send them for tests. You see, they're negative. And, um, and because I was pretty strong in the diagnostic area, because I come from the healthcare uh, healthcare industry, as you want to call it, and I, I mean, worked in hematology, microbiology, and biochemistry. I was kind of strong in the diagnostic side. So when I started to investigate what the test was all about, this gold standard test that they call, and I started to realize that, oh, this test is faulty. It is serological. You know, it's measuring immune response. Um, they're depending on certain bands to be to be read, and if you don't fall into their their little chart of bands, you're negative. And I'm thinking this test doesn't say you have an active infection or or not an active in- infection. It doesn't tell me any of that. It just says whether your body has seen this, you know, this organism, right? and seen it in the terms of of response that your body puts out, it, it doesn't show that Borrelia was in there and is positively, you know, caught the causative agent of your illness. So I realized at that point that we have to do something about this, this test. This test is, is the indicator for doctors. Doctors need to have something reliable, reliable so that they can say, yes, with no doubt, this person has Lyme disease. And yes, we're going to treat this person like ABC because we're going to learn a lot about this organism in the process of understanding how to identify it properly in a body. Absolutely. So one of the actions that you took is that you founded the Gabe Magnata Foundation. That's uh, a research lab at the University of Guelph. What is the goal of this foundation? Yes, I started it in 2007. No, actually, I started in 2012, but it didn't um, get implemented into the University of Guelph as a lab until 2017. And I funded it with $1.4 million at the time that I had been accumulating uh, all donations, you know, after my husband passed away, for example, and all the other donations that, you know, were given to me. I I put it into the research facility because I knew bottom line is we had to improve the the testing and the diagnostic side before we started to even address any of the other things. So the uh, the lab has been fun- functional since 2017, uh, led by Dr. Melanie Wills, who uh, has already uh, published a couple of papers. And the last one that she published was basically an incredibly innovative one on uh, on the platelets. If anyone's interested, they can actually go to the website. And if you're up to the read, you can go and read it. But it's basically she has been able to identify the segment of your blood where you are going to be able to find Borrelia. Because the biggest problem is, is that we're using serum in our diagnostic tests right now. And if, if the Borrelia is not in there, you're not going to really find Borrelia because everyone 
you know, states that it's very difficult to find the organism in your whole blood. Well, yes, it is. But if you can find the segment where it's hiding or where there's a concentration of it that is increased, then that should be the area that we should be testing. So Melanie and her team have identified this this part of the blood segmentation that there's a lot of hope and a lot of excitement that is, is, is being placed on it. So, you know, like, we really, at the end, we want to come up with this diagnostic test, and that's where the goal is for the GMAGNOTA Foundation. It's really to fuel the biomedical research that is going to give us answers to the most, you know, of all these challenging questions that even doctors and the patients, and the patients actually face today. And we need to fix this diagnostic test. You know, what causes the, why or do we have these chronic complications? How, you know, do we improve a patient's outcomes here? So, and then, of course, there's controversy around the whole thing of testing and diagnosis and treatment as well. But what we really, our ultimate goal is to really foster the development of this comprehensive center for clinical care and research. I mean, that would be great if we could do that. We would like to be able to have a comprehensive center for clinical care and research, you know. I think this tight sort of an alignment of biomedical investigation that we're doing and medical application, you know, it's going to position the center to evolve into a world-class facility for patient care, for research, and for medical education. Now, this is our ultimate goal. It's our wish. It's our vision. It has not happened yet, but you, you need to have a vision and a direction in your mind of where you want to go, and that would be that would be a, an incredible direction for us to be able to take, and that's what we're aiming to do. That's amazing. Well, we will definitely post the links in our show notes, and we did have we had the good fortune of speaking with Dr. Melanie Wills last in our first season in episode thirteen. Um, and I know, can you tell us a little bit about the research that's happening in the lab right now about chronic complications of COVID nineteen? Um, I know that, I, I mean, I can't speak to it as well as Melanie could speak to it, but there, we, we're suspecting that there's a relationship between the chronic COVID patient as well as the chronic Lyme patient. Um, you've heard that these chronic um, um, COVID patients, a, lot, a number of them are still very sick, and they're sick months and months after they presumably, you know, recovered from uh, COVID. And um, I believe that this is what the research team believes, is if we can follow these people's, if these people's, um, you know, journey after they've had a positive and they, a COVID test and they're, they've been ill, we can map it out and sort of correlate it with the same situation that Lyme patients have. I mean, we know that a lot of Lyme patients they get they have an, they may have an episode and then it seems to you know slow down or or become a little bit more manageable and then all of a sudden we still have lots of other things that are happening and you know one time it's here one time it's up there the pain is you know um, in their bowels the pain is in their stomach and they have all these other things that are happening to them that. On one hand, makes doctors think that you think that you know you're you're making it up. How can you be ill here and this part, and then your arm hurts or your head hurts or whatever? But we believe that there's 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 a reason and there's a correlation between these two diseases. But we haven't been able to actually prove it. So it's going to take time for that to 
to unravel and for that to be get to get documented and so forth. And that's what one of these uh, research um, uh, papers that uh, Melania is extremely interested in following up on. Oh, I'm so happy that work is happening. Can you tell our listeners, how can people support the Gay Magnata Foundation? Um, you know, our science is going to be our weapon, everyone. We really need to uh, understand this organism very well. It has been so overlooked. Um, it's so misunderstood. It's so controversial. And it's underfunded. There, You know, I believe that the funding of this one lab that I put you know that I uh, that I funded is probably one of the largest donations to a to a lab in the whole country. And but that money, I mean, I'm still putting money into it as much as I can raise. So, you know, my other business here is doing all kinds of things for us to to raise money to go through. Money is really important for us to be able to pay for. PhD to give them, you know, to give them an opportunity to work and and be and be compensated. We need, you know, quality, not only quality personnel, but we need high end equipment and so forth. So the only way that we can do that is with with uh, donations. So the way that you could really help us is a if you, it's in your heart to give us some uh, uh, donations on a monthly basis or a one time donation. That is. Extremely Extremely appreciated. If uh, you want to do a little at a time and you want to help, we have a whole philanthropic line of wines with my my other business, the Magnata Winery, and every bottle of the Venture wines, which there's about 15 or 16 of them, every bottle, 50 cents goes to the foundation, and we are able to move a fair amount of money every quarter into the foundation. That really, really helps. We also have sanitizer that we created through the through this whole pandemic. Our distillery produced uh, uh, sanitizer, and we've already raised a, a fair amount of money for the foundation, who in turn fuels the lab. And if you want sanitizer, we have sanitizer, um, and you can support it. It's a donation. You, you give it $10 or whatever it is, that money goes 100% to the foundation, which goes 100% to the, uh, to the lab. Oh, These that- are the ways that you could, you could help us right now. Of course, we were hoping to have fundraising activities. We had to, like everyone else, we had to eliminate them from our scheduling last year. This year, it's really touch and go. We're not sure. We'd like to have a walk. We'd like to do the golf tournament. We'd like to do our cycling event. Uh, But we're sort of waiting and seeing what's going to go on. I'm hoping by the fall... Things will be posted on our website, and we may have to present them in a different way, but I'd really like to get people back out. And I know people want to get out, but we'll only do it if it's safe for us to do it. And then, of course, there's also the tick removal kits, aren't there? Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> we have tick removal kits. I'm glad that you went to now. And, and right now, I am moving a fair amount of, uh, of tick removal kits right now because it's the season. Um, the spring is here, and the birds are, you know, coming back, and they're laying their ticks into their into their making their own little environments in your backyards and the grass or wherever. And so, we need to be very cognizant of this silence pandemic that's going on and that's Lyme disease and more people are spending time outdoors because you know you can't really you can't stay indoors anymore too much and you want to get some fresh air 
So you're doing those hikes, you're, do, you're, you're in the backyard and so forth. So the tick removal kit is so important. It's small, you can throw it in your backpack, in your car, uh, in, on your, you know, if, you're, if you uh, cycle, you can put it in your, your, wherever you put it on your bike, uh, pack in there or whatever. <laughs> and, and, and if you happen to have the misfortune of having uh, a tick on you, you can remove it carefully and uh, perfectly so that you don't um, allow that, uh, the, the transfer of the Borrelia um, as much as it would be transferred if you uh, left it because it will feed on you for a long time, even 24 hours. So it costs thirteen ninety five, and with H- with HST, and all that money goes to the foundation. Oh, that's great! Thank you. It's a great great item to even give to someone. You know, it's just like protect your loved ones. Absolutely. Great. Well, it it is Lyme Awareness Month in May, so we are definitely doing a lot of promotions to get these into the hands of people. And just like you said, science is going to be our weapon. So. The key is, you know, find that tick um, if if you have one embedded on you and you can get the tick tested, which is going to give you a lot more evidence than trying to uh, get serological testing for Lyme. But most importantly, you get that thing off of you. Exactly. <laughs> the thing is, we are running some big promotions here and, yeah. uh, and awareness for the month of uh, May as well in our social media. And uh, we're going to be... Um, having uh, all kinds of animated things going on and and uh, tips and so forth through our social media but we're going to be trying to raise uh dollars there money and if we can whatever i think they've got something where you tag someone or whatever uh, once again i'm not social media expert but in the end the winery was going to give two dollars for every every action that is completed and we're hoping to raise at least five thousand dollars on that program we're also in our in our stores uh the winery stores i should say you know we are asking people to give us a two dollar you know a toonie type donation so we'll collect uh the the toonies for you know the month of may and june here and every year we do raise several thousands of dollars with the the toonie collection these are the ways that people could help even if it's a small amount if we have everyone doing it you know it adds up and it's uh uh, the nice thing about it is our, our foundation is 99.9%. Um, we don't spend any money. It's everything we make. Everything's volunteered, and all our money goes directly to the lab. And um, uh, everyone, everyone here is very supportive. Looking into the future, what does success look like to you? Yeah, I'm... I'm really, I'm really excited and passionate about innovation. Innovation really. It really uh, spurs my interest and my excitement. I, I've done it in my business, and I've, I, I like to do things that are are possible. And I look at ways that I can make it happen. Um, I don't, I don't back down. And I think with this integrated research and care thing that I just spoke to you about, I think that is really an ultimate. That really is my vision for the for the lab. And for the foundation to fuel this type of uh, ultimate goal is to foster that development of that comprehensive center for clinical care and research. I think they need to go hand in hand. 
You need to learn more every day, even if you have information, like I spoke about before. This is kind of a new thing because there has been not enough attention given to it. So it it really needs to uh, grow and you need to learn and you need to be more educated with the use and with the, the support of the patient group. So this is a center that would be uh, this this type of comprehensive center would be the ultimate goal to learn more so that we can give back and the doctors can get more new information that they can apply to the care of the of the Lyme patient. A world class facility like that would really excite me. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time and your leadership and your expertise. And please just don't ever back down. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't yet. I don't think I will. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Rosanna Magnata founded the Gabe Magnata Foundation to study Lyme disease. In her words, science is going to be our weapon. I'm Sarah Carmode, and as always, stay safe in the outdoors. Mm-hmm.